This is the message from Connection Community Church for Christmas Eve 2014. Christmas cravings, we crave love. Yeah, love, 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 huh? Well, that's what we're going to focus on tonight as we continue exploring Christmas cravings. We, we crave love. Um, it's a kind of a different kind of love, though, than uh, Dave had for Angela De Gregorio. Yeah. Yeah, so good evening, Connection Church, and Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We're honored that you chose to worship here at Connection tonight. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for tonight, a night that we set aside as special, and we know, Lord, that there's just something about this night. And so help us kind of settle in and really focus on what it is, what you would have for each one of us, what your message is for each one of us. God, thank you again for bringing us here. It's no accident at all. And so we uh, praise your name, and we pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Everybody gathered said, Amen. Amen. So the year was 1980, and the movie was Urban Cowboy. Anybody see it? Just a couple of us old-timers, huh? Okay. Urban Cowboy was starring a young John Travolta and Deborah Winger. The the main song was Looking for Love in All all the Wrong wrong Places. places. (laughs) Now, the critics were not very kind to Johnny Lee, the singer, nor the song. One said that Looking for Love was a lilting little pop song that became a huge commercial hit largely because actor John Travolta expressed a liking for it. Uh, another, Another critic panned the song as an example of watered down cowboy music. So the question then is, how could this uh, uh, critically maligned song rise to number one for three straight weeks on the Billboard magazine Hot Country single chart and also appeal to a much broader general music population by becoming a number five Billboard Hot 100 hit? Well, we think that the answer is actually pretty simple. It's a song whose theme virtually everyone can relate to. That's because sooner or later, we go looking for love. We go looking for love, we search for it, we seek it, we crave it. And so we keep looking. And the problem is, all too often, that we go looking for love, say it with me, in all the wrong places. We crave love, we truly crave it, almost like a drug or something. And that, the reason for that is because God has wired us that way. We're wired with a hole in our soul, a love-shaped hole in our soul, a need, a desire we have for love. And we work very, very hard to try to fill that hole. The problem is we're often not real sure of how you fill a love-shaped hole. All we know is that it's empty and we try to fill it. And so we try and we try and we try. And we try to uh, fill it with what maybe we think love is or maybe what uh, the culture has uh, uh, driven us to think love might be. And, And all too often then, this is a physical or sexual love. The Greeks had a word for that. They had several words for love. The one for this was eros, E-R-O-S, 
It's the word, uh, the root from which we get our word erotic, you know, that type of love. And unfortunately, <clears throat> this is encouraged because we live in a culture that just supports this understanding of love, the pursuit of eros. We're constantly bombarded, uh, no matter where you are, billboard, TV, checkout, wherever it is, with these sexual images. And so is it any wonder that, that many of us have this uh, understanding of love that is not quite what God had in mind? Well, for others, we try to fill this hole in our soul with stuff. With stuff, possessions becomes our focus. And we don't truly understand this hole in our soul, so we just fill it with one thing or another because we crave this, this true love. And so we acquire and we crave more and more and more. We develop this excessive desire for the latest and the greatest, the bigger and the better, from TVs to tablets to what we wear to what we drive, whatever it is. I don't know what it is for you. I know what it is for me. What is it where we try to stuff our stuff in to fill that hole in our soul? You know, it's really tough. Actually, it's impossible. It is impossible to fill the hole in our soul with stuff. Even though we try, it never works. It's like a square peg in a round hole. And yet we try, and we try, and we try, and we try, but it just doesn't work. This craving for love can be so great that it becomes painful. And so we try to avert the hurt, because nobody really likes pain. And sometimes we try to do that with what we mentioned before, with sex. And we, sometimes we do try to do it with possessions to ease that pain. And, and sometimes we just try to go straight at and try to do it with painkillers, real painkillers. You know, they're, they're real, but they're temporary, booze, drugs, you name it. They work. They kill pain, at least for a while. But the pain always comes back because none of these remedies can really take care of that hole in our soul. Let me say that again. None of these remedies can really take care of the hole in our soul. The only thing that can take care of the hole in our soul, real love, pure love, divine love, is Jesus. You see, the only one who can fill us and bring us is Jesus because Jesus is love. God is love embodies love. We read that in the New Testament, the second half of the Bible. We read it in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, where it tells us flat out, God is love. You know, at the very beginning, God created Adam and Eve, and they had it. They had it all. The hole in their soul there wasn't a hole in their soul. They had it. They were in paradise. Their relationship with God was absolutely complete, fully filled with the love of God. They were not looking for love in all the wrong places. It was covered. But then Satan entered, entered the picture and through some conversation, with Satan, Adam and Eve began to wonder, and they began to question, and they began to reconsider this whole thing. 
And even though the whole and their soul was filled with God's love, they had free will, they had choice. And thanks to Satan's deceptions, they, they wondered whether God maybe was holding out on them and uh, wondered whether their soul could be filled even more. And as a result, they pushed God away by, by doing the one thing God told them not to do. And they came to realize that that emptiness that comes when we aren't allowing God to fill the hole in our soul, the, came, the pain that comes when we look for love in all the wrong places. Isn't it ironic that the very things we use to try to fill that hole are the very things that come between us and God, the very things that keep us from filling that hole in our soul with the love that God has to offer. So that brings us to tonight, this night, where we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the anointed one, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, Jesus the Christ. And as we tried, we humankind tried to fill this craving with everything but love, Here's the good news. God stepped in. God knew that we had this hole that we keep trying to fill with this and that. God stepped in knowing that the love that we crave is God's love. And so God gave us his love. God gave us his very best love. And that was his son, Jesus Christ, who came into the world, another human being yet divine, to save us, to show us love, true love. Mm. And Luke, in the book of Luke, in the second chapter, 8 through 11, we, we find uh, a description of, of how that happened. Uh, you may be familiar with this from church, or maybe you've read the scriptures, or maybe you saw the Charlie Brown Christmas special and listened to Linus. Any, however you got it, this is, this is the story. And, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And, and lo, an angel of the Lord came upon them, and the, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were, they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Say this last part with me, will you? For unto for you, you is born this day in the city of David, David a, a Savior, Savior, which is Christ the Lord. In 1885, there was an English poet, her name was Christina Rossetti, and she offered a further explanation of what happened at Christmas. The Rodriguez's read this, but we'd like to repeat it with you. It's in the form of a song that we hear at Christmas time. Say it with me. Love came down at Christmas. Love all lovely. Love divine. Love was born at Christmas. Star and angels gave the sign. And so it wasn't merely a baby that came down at Christmas, but love. Love came down at Christmas. God's love. Not the eros, romantic love that we talked about earlier that Dave was thinking about with Angela de Gregorio in the video. This is the love. Another Greek word for love was the word agape. And that's the love we're talking about here, agape love. Unconditional love, unmerited love, unearned love. It's the love that God has for us, for you and for me. The love that permeates the scriptures. It's the love that Adam and Eve knew 
before the fall. Pure love, perfect love, the love that prevails no matter what. It's the love that John describes in his first letter as in the scriptures as he encourages those to whom he is writing to offer this kind of love to one another. 1 John 4, verses 7 through 10. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Amen. Sounds Amen. like a stomp clap to me. This is the love that we're talking about. Not that we once again, once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. So God is love. Say it with me, will you? God, God is, is love. love. Now let's say it like we really mean it. God, God is, is love. love. Jesus is God's son. As Jesus shared with his disciples many years later, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. In other words, like father, like son. God is love, therefore, Jesus is love. And love came down at Christmas. Love all lovely, love divine, as the song shares. Love came down at Christmas. And there's one reason, and one reason alone, that love came down at Christmas. One reason, and that reason is you. You, 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 you. 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 That reason is all of us. Do you know that? God came for each one of us. That's how much God loved us. That he came so much that we would have an opportunity to experience that love one-on-one, -on -one, that personal love that, that we have with Jesus. And if we were the only one here on earth, God would have done it anyway, just for you, just for one. God would have done it anyway. Mm. John, we shared earlier, wrote a couple letters in the New Testament. He also wrote a, a, a book about the life of Jesus, about where he went, what he said, what he did. He traveled with Jesus. He was one of the disciples. In fact, he was one of Jesus' inner circle, uh, like his closest three guys, James, John, and, and Peter. And so this John, talking about Jesus, he uses the image of light to describe what happened when love came down at Christmas, what happened when Jesus came into the world. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Isn't that just an incredible image? Just capture that image. Was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become, say it with me, children of God. And they are reborn. 
not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became flesh and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. Say the last two lines with me, please. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Jesus, the one who is the true light, was coming into the world, the very world that he created. That blows my mind. That just boggles my mind. Coming into the very world that he created. And those who believe and accept experience new birth. That's new life. The old is gone, the new has come. That is such good news. And the relationship that Adam and Eve first had with God before the fall is possible once again because of Jesus Christ. Thanks to his birth that we celebrate this night. The love that God has for every single one of us. The love that God is. God is love. It is love that we have turned our back on. It's the love that Adam and Eve turned their backs on. But God keeps loving and loving and loving more. It's that agape love, that unconditional love, that we cannot do anything to turn God away from us. That's how much God loves us. And love is here. Born in Bethlehem, in a manger, because there was no room for him in the inn. And so most of our worship services, we have a question for all y'all. And here's your question for tonight. There was no room for him in that inn. Is there room for him in your inn? Do you have room for Jesus in your heart, in your soul, in your life? Are you going to let this love that came down at Christmas fill your craving for love? Uh, maybe you've tried some of the other ways we talked about to fill that God-shaped hole in your soul, that love-shaped hole in your soul. How's that working for you? Are you willing to let the, uh, the one, the only one that can truly fill that hole, Jesus, are you willing to invite him in? It's, it's not a real hard thing to do. Pretty simple. All you have to do is kind of open yourself up and say, here I am, Lord. I am a sinner. <coughs> Got to recognize what the truth is. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, and I know I can't save myself. Uh, I understand that you can save me. Please be a part of my life. Please fill that hole in my soul, that, that craving that I have for love that only you can fill. I have room for you in my end. I have room for you in my life. And so for those of you who have already given your life to Jesus, here, here's the question for you. Are you willing to give him a little more space? Are you willing to give him a little more space in your heart you know, we all have those places, those spaces, those little pockets where we just have this stuff and we just don't want to turn it all over. And then we become kind of a, a captive <laughs> to that place or whatever it is in our heart. And, and we might even refuse to release it. 
Well, maybe this Christmas you could choose to release it. Maybe it's something that you've been hanging on to, something where you just need to open up a little bit more space in your heart and let them come on in. Hmm. For those of you who've, uh, uh, this is new ground tonight where this whole Jesus thing's kind of new. Or maybe there's others where you've been traveling that road for a long, long time or some of you are somewhere in between. What we're talking about here is connecting with Jesus and the life that he offers. And what that life is, is a life of love. It's a life of love. And, and, and so then the question is, well, what does that look like for us? Kind of in the practical, in the day-to-day, and the how do I live that out? Living a life of love means several things, one of which is to give generously. Of course, that has to do with our stuff, but even more than that, it has to do with giving who we are of ourselves, to our families, to friends, and even the challenging part, to even to those people we don't even know. Give, to give uh, with our strength, to give with our emotions, to give spiritually. Might even mean to give financially. So living a life means a life of giving generously. The second thing is living a life of love means to forgive faithfully. Forgive faithfully, to let go of the hurts and the hang-ups, releasing others of the expectation that you have of them. And when you do that, when you release them of that, that expectation that they're not meeting, guess what? You get released too. Because you come out of bondage from those things that imprisoned you. Forgiveness, one definition that we use around here is to give up all hope of a better past. Mm. Forgive faithfully. Living a life of love means to pray plentifully (laughs) and to worship wholeheartedly. In other words, to keep Jesus at the center of one's life, of your life, no, no matter what, no matter where, no matter who you're with. So what we've been talking about tonight, this is the love we crave. The love that came down at Christmas. If you've been looking for love in all the wrong places, we're telling you where to find it. It's looking in the manger and finding Jesus who came to save us, to give us a hope and a future, to tell us the truth by his Holy Spirit, to fill us with peace and joy and all of those things that we've been talking about, those things that we crave. We pray that you'll just feel a little bit more of that love that came down at Christmas in your heart, in your life, this Christmas Eve. That's the good news. Let's live it and let's believe it. Let's pray. Most holy God, I just pray for each one here. I pray that for those who don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, that this might be a chance to have some room in the inn to invite him in, to say, here I am, Lord. I'm yours. 
For those who've been walking with Jesus, I pray that maybe we can find a little more space to open up one of those corners that we're keeping to ourselves, that we're, that we're not willing to relinquish, that we're not willing to give up. I pray that each one here would know your love, would be filled with your love, most holy God. And we wouldn't be looking for it in all the long places, but we look for it right there in the manger, which means several years later we'd be looking for it on the cross and then in the empty tomb in the resurrected Christ. We pray in his name and in the power of your Holy Spirit. All Connection Church said, Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at connectioncc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash connectioncc. You can also contact our church office at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.